Linda Wilson with Urgent Care. I'm just proud to welcome Jason Angelini, founder of American Benchcraft, another one of America's great businesses founded in a garage. Jason Wilson, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about how you started your business, American Benchcraft. Sure. Um, my brother and I started American Benchcraft back in 2014. Um, we both left our jobs within a month of each other, and uh, we basically just started around one product. My background was in uh, engineering, design, and manufacturing. My brother's was in uh, sales and marketing. So I designed a simple leather wallet um, that we launched a Kickstarter campaign for, and uh, it was really successful. We, we sold over $20,000 in wallets in 30 days and then pretty much used that to, to start the company. And um, we just kind of slowly built it um, over the next several years, worked out in my, my parents' garage for the first uh, year and a half, and then um, moved into a small office space in our hometown, and then eventually grew to the point, uh, I believe it was in 2018, that we moved to where we are today, which is a, a much larger manufacturing space um, the town over from where we originally were. And, uh, and that's pretty much how we got to, to where we are today. Yeah, but it, it seems like you, you built it through, you know, bringing in people that you've known and, and, and uh, been close to over the years and building a company uh, with the, where the bonds are more than just business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we've been blessed with, um, you know, great family and friends that have helped us every step of the way. And um, it's one of those things where, you know, it's just my brother and I, we, uh, you know, we got a lot of uh, help um, from our family and friends. And then we were always motivated to when we were, when we could get it to that level to bring them on. And um, the, my, my best friend growing up, Eric Morton, he was, um, he was actually, uh, he was shipping out as a merchant marine. <clears throat> and he was, uh, in 2017, he got injured on a ship. So he was home um, over one of our busiest times of the year for our business, which is during the holiday season in uh, November and December. So he came and, and he just helped us while he was home. And uh, it, was, it was a huge help. He ended up kind of carving out a space for himself and he, he never went back to shipping. So it was, uh, it was kind of, I guess, like fate, but it, it was a, a huge move for our company being able to have, uh, bring in outside help and, and realizing how much we could grow our company. And then after that, I mean, it's very much a family business. My, my dad retired. He came and, um, and joined, uh, joined the company, started helping out. And then, um, my, uh, my sister does some work for us. Um, and then we have other, you know, family and friends that'll do, that'll come in and work for us, um, on an as needed basis. And it, it's just been a huge help. And it's also just, it makes for uh, a great work environment. We, you know, we, we love coming into work every day. It's we're literally working with our family and friends. So it, it really is just, uh, it's kind of like our own little American dream, but it's, it's going really well. Yeah, and now you sell more than just wallets. You sell a yeah. lot more. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We started with uh <laughs> with one product and then just slowly kind of uh began branching out. And um today our our biggest sellers are um, you know, belts, wallets, knife cases, dog collars, um any any other small kind of leather accessories is uh is really is where we really specialize in. 
Yes, I'm a fan of the job site lunch cooler, just to let you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was a new product. And, uh, yeah, we, that, that's something, too. We, we're, always, uh, we're always looking for other kind of small businesses that we can work with. We don't, um, we don't do a lot of work with um, that wax canvas material in-house, but we've, we've linked up with other small manufacturers that do great work with that. So we'll make the leather components for it and then um, send it to them for them to kind of stitch together with the wax canvas. So we're, uh, we're all about, you know, working with other small businesses and, and uh, growing our product line that way. And, and innovation, you know, because mm-hmm. it started with innovation, you know, the way you built your wallet and instead of having a seam, you used the rivets and sort of designed something that would be uh, better lasting and and a better product yeah exactly we like to say that um you know we design our products to outlive you and whoever you hand them down to so anything that we come out with we really try to look at like all right which how could this product fail like over time like what would does this seam get a lot of wear or does this area get a lot of uh you know wear and, and what can we do to protect that or to enhance the durability of that and really make sure that that it, it uh, you know, is, is designed to last. And that's basically, you know, sort of the American ingenuity, right? You t- you, you, you're presented with a problem. Um, you look for a solution. You take your engineering background. And then uh, you, try to do, you try to do something to make things better, right? Exactly. And so we, we come up with another problem, right? We're... Your your business is growing. You're you're in a upward trajectory, and then all of a sudden, pandemic strikes, right? Yep. And and it it's it 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 must have been it must have been hard when you first when when you first heard the news that you you know that the country was closing down. Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, you know, we, we had a, a lot of things we were planning for 2020 that we were really excited about. A big portion of our of our uh, business is corporate gifts, and we pretty much spent um, the whole January, February um, building out a catalog, building out a trade show display, and we had um, four trade shows scheduled for the months of April right through June. Um, we had all our travel plans set and everything like that. Uh, we built out like a really impressive display that we were so excited to bring, and then that all went away. So that uh, that was, you know, it was it was pretty devastating. But we also, you know, felt blessed to be in a position where you know there were you know business business businesses all around us that had a lot more overhead than us. They that relied on their physical locations, their physical customers every day, and we we weren't really dealing with that. You know, we we have just a manufacturing shop, most of our sales are online, so we could still operate. Um, so it, it was it was one of those things where, you know, we, we were bummed, but we really couldn't complain. And it was more of just a feeling of like, you know, wishing that there was something we could do to, you know, utilize our resources and kind of get in the fight against, against uh, the pandemic. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was definitely definitely a bummer but it uh it didn't hurt us nearly as bad as a lot of the businesses that we were seeing around us so um we are we are blessed in that sense 
and then you got a call, right, from your friend Kurt. Well, yep. So first, um, first we received the call from our friends Ben and Whitney Waxman in Maine. They own American Roots, a manufacturing company up in Maine that makes sweatshirts, and they had begun manufacturing masks, and they needed they had an urgent need for filters to be inserted into the masks. And uh, so they called us and they said, you know, um, hey, we need filters. We need 100,000 a week and we need you up and running in two days because the first shipment needs to get to New York um, before the end of the week. So that was when, yeah, it was a a lot that got thrown on our plate right away. Um, So, but at the same time, it was, it it also was uh, as scary as it was like trying to figure out how the heck we were going to do this. It was also, do you know was, anything it, about filters? Um, no, I, I, I knew, I knew that we could cut them. It, it was just the material. Ben and Whitney had found the material, um, a supplier for the material. So they were going to be supplying it with us. We just had to get up and cutting. And so they, they sent us a rough design. We drew up the design to have a cutting die made and then were able to get up and running. Um, and in terms of, uh, we have a friend, the town over from us, um, Kurt, and he's, uh, he's kind of been a mentor for us from the beginning. Um, he's another small business owner, and he kind of guided us through the process of, all right, this is how, you, how you're going to cut in this type of quantity. This is the machine that you need to use. This is the tooling that you need to use. This is how you can increase your, um, your yields and, and get to that point. And so he walked us through the, the beginning steps, and then we just started making phone calls and it was, you know, it was incredible. Every, every company that we told, we were asking, um, we were asking a lot of, and when we told them, Hey, look, this is for PPE. We need to, it's, it's urgent need. It needs to get to, you know, these, these orders need to get to New York, um, before the end of the week, like people were working overtime, they were working overnight. They, they got us everything we needed and, uh, and, and we were up and running and we made it happen. So it, uh, it really was a team effort and it, uh, um, we're just happy to have been able to pull it off. Right. And the drama, you know, are we going to make it? Is it going to happen? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So it was, uh, yeah, but it, it, it was definitely reassuring and, and, uh, really gave us just a lot of confidence in what we were doing. And it just, again, goes to show like why it pays to, to work with small businesses, to work local. You know, if we were, if we were buying our products from overseas or anything like that, this, it's just, it, it's not even a question. It, it, it would never happen. But uh, small business manufacturing, it's, we found, you know, those are the companies that are most flexible, the most willing to, to drop everything and jump on, on, you know, a project, an opportunity. And, and that's, that's why we were able to make it happen. Right, because it's you're really in essence what the key thing is you're dealing with people, right? It's exactly. not a large, big infrastructure where you you know, you're and and in America, you know, people come together to help people. I mean, that's just basically American, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so now now you're in the in the filter producing business as well. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And, and we've, uh, yeah, and I think it's, uh, it's a great, it's a great design. It's, um, uh, we've had a, a bunch of companies call us and say, Hey, we were making masks just out of, you know, cotton and we want to be able to do these, these filter inserts. So, um, you know, how can we get up and run with that? And we basically just send them the design specs and, uh, 
and and they're good to go. So it's uh yeah, it, it's a good design. I think it's you know it, it's it's kind of, it's not um it's not the perfect solution, but it's it's the best that that we have right now, and and we're basically making the best of what we have available. Yeah, and you're saving lives. I mean, you know, I know that in many parts of the country, the ability to get masks is the difference between being able to take care of patients and not. And so we, are you able to retain your employees now and, and, and move to this business? Or do you see this being something you'll be doing temporarily for the long term? What's, what's your plan about this? Yeah. I mean, th- this, um, this, we, we have been able to retain our employees and we're also bringing on, um, new employees that, um, that people that have been recently laid off a lot of people um in the in the trades um we we're bringing on actually an electrician um that's hopefully going to start up for us uh next week that was working a commercial job that um shut down until further notice um and so we're we're able to hire people that are recently out of work and retain our our employees so it's uh, it's definitely definitely feels good to be able to offer that as well, because um, you know people people are eager to get back, eager to get back to work. Obviously for financial reasons and also just for you know something something meaningful to do and uh, keeping busy. So um, I think I don't see the the work going away anytime soon because I think even when um, even when you know the the stay at home orders and the quarantines lift, we're still going to have to be exercising, um, you know, social distancing and wearing you know masks in public just to make sure that, you know, we're doing everything we can to avoid a second wave or another outbreak. So, um, I do think the work will be pretty consistent. I think it's a uh, it's a good solution um, for people you know to have like to, to exercise in their daily lives. Right, it's a it's a good precaution under any circumstances, is for especially for people who are at risk, who uh, need to protect themselves from being exposed to other people, cancer patients, people that uh, have uh, you know autoimmune diseases. It's it's a mask is a good solution for them. Absolutely. How do you see the country changing, and how do you see your business changing with it? Yeah, I think um I think there's still a little bit more that we can offer in the the space of PPE. We're looking into also seeing if we can help out in um with face shields. That's another product that is um there's an urgent need for and we have capabilities to help out with that too. So we're we're looking into um looking into how how we can help with that. And then as for as for the future, um you know, we're um our online business, um, you know, our direct-to-consumer sales on our website and on, um, you know, Amazon and other places we sell, those are still continuing on um, as usual. We're hoping that the the corporate event um, market does come back. It's it's kind of uh, up in the air. We've heard, you know, we've heard both ends of the spectrum. Some people saying, oh, no, it's, it, you know, it's not going to come back. There's not going to be any more big gatherings like this. It's too risky. And then there's other people that are saying, no, that, that market's going to come back booming because, you know, businesses are going to be eager to have these, you know, morale boosting events for their employees to get people back into things. And so um, whether or not we see that, um, who knows, but we, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of one of those things where time will tell and we're just kind of taking it, you know, week to week and, and seeing where the, uh, you know, 
where the demand and the opportunity lies and, and what we can do with it. Yeah, and if it's not corporate events, the ingenuity comes in and you'll find something else that'll be, you know, a place for your goods and and services. Or you may pivot and find something else that you're interested in doing. That's part of being an entrepreneur. Right, exactly. And I think, too, this is a, th- there's already a very strong and passionate um you know, movement behind American-made goods and an appreciation for that. But I think um, this has even enhanced that. Like, people are really trying to, you know, buy American. And uh, so it's, um, I think, the the demand for our type of, of small business, American-made, built-to-last leather goods will, you know, will will continue and grow. Um, so we're, we're definitely right. hopeful about that. I think that, I think people are are realizing as they shelter in place that there's going to be a culture change. And the culture change is going to recognize that being dependent on inexpensive overseas manufactured goods has put us at risk at a cer- in a certain way. Absolutely. And so, so there will be a trend uh, towards returning towards exploring opportunities in America, not just for um, for uh, American goods, but for diversifying production as well. Like mm-hmm. we we may not be exclusively manufacturing overseas, even for large companies, and I think that creates a lot of opportunity for American uh, manufacturers like yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. And and to that end, um, there's a lot of skills and opportunities for people to learn skills in the United States that provide good family-supporting jobs that I don't think people really think about, you know. And um, so, so if you were advising somebody who was young who wanted to go into manufacturing, what kind of skills? skill acquisition would you think they would need to pursue a career in manufacturing? Yeah, I think, um, I think, uh, one of the big things is, is the, the fastest and best way to learn any sort of hands-on skills like that is on the job. I mean, I, I'll just personally, I, I went to, I went to college and got my degree in mechanical engineering and I thought, Oh man, I'm I'm going to I'm going to you know become a mechanical engineer. I'm going to learn how to everything there is to know about engines and how to work on cars and how to you know fix lawnmower like all this stuff. And I left there not knowing any of that stuff. And then I went into the workforce and it was still kind of the same thing. I I, I was very discouraged to learn that a lot of like the engineering work that you get into it's more. Um, you know, managing contracts and and not the kind of hands-on work that I thought I was getting myself into. And so when I when I left my job um, to start my own business, you know, um, a lot of people are like, "Oh man, are you crazy? You have a you have a degree? Like, what are you doing?" But I will say this, and I mean it. I I use my um, like I use way more actual hands-on engineering in my small time leather goods business than I ever did um, when I worked for the Department of Defense as an engineer. And I've, I've learned a lot of skills just through networking, working with people, um, the, 
uh, our good friend Kurt, he owns a machine shop and just spending days in his shop um, designing fixtures or whatever, tooling for our shop, that's where I've learned all of my kind of hands-on manufacturing expertise. Um, it didn't come from the, the degree. I, I won't say that I regret getting the degree that I got, but the, the best way to, to gain those like invaluable skills um, that make it where you could get a job anywhere, um, it, it really does come from just hands-on experience and whether or not you need to get an apprenticeship job or, you know, start, you know, just like start at the bottom. Like if you can get into a, a you know, a manufacturing job and get some hands-on expertise and experience, that, that's the fastest way to learn all that stuff. Yes, and, it, and there's going to be a huge demand for it. So that creates opportunity for people to uh, have good, you know, return to the good, secure, middle-class jobs that were the foundation of America in the past. Absolutely, absolutely. So getting opportunities in a manufacturing plant, uh, apprenticing yourself, and then working your way up is, is a way to achieve that for somebody who's coming out of high school. Yes. Yep, absolutely. And, and they're, they're in any job, um, you know, any type of hands-on job. When I, um, when I first left um, my engineering job and I was starting American Benchcraft, I, um, I needed some money coming in <laughs> while we were starting. So mm-hmm. I got a part-time job working for um, a contractor. And um, I mean, for the first two months, all I did was carry plywood on downstairs for a renovation they were doing on an apartment complex, but I slowly got more and more experience. And, um, so you, you definitely have to start at the bottom, but there's, there is no shortage of work in, in the, you know, hands-on, um, industrial space. And I think, um, you know, just that willingness to kind of start at the bottom and, and work your way up, um, you know, the, the experience that I got from, um, just working for that contractor, I was able to renovate my entire house when my wife and I bought our, bought our first house. And, um, it's just, it's that kind of like that kind of hands on those hands on skills that, that give you that sense of like, you know, that you can do anything, you can figure out anything. And and it really is, uh, it really isn't valuable. Yeah. Self-confidence, a sense of accomplishment, you know, you, you, you build something, you have something tangible at the end. It's, 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 it's fantastic. Exactly. Yep. So, um, if people are interested in, in your company or in, in buying leather goods or masks, what is the best way that they can reach out to you? Yep. The best way is through our website. It's uh, www.americanbenchcraft.com. And on there is all our contact information, our phone number, email, um, and then our whole, all of our products. Uh, you can also read more about our story and, uh, and anything like that. So it's, yeah, our website's the best place to find us. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions or comments or anything, feel free to reach out. Well, it's certainly is an amazing story, not just what you and your family have accomplished, but also the way you really stepped up and and helped the people who are helping to fight this disease. And we really want to thank you, and we appreciate the efforts that you've done. Thank you so much. This is Minda Wilson with Urgent Care.